It's not surprising to find that Devin Allman and Dwayne Betts met each other as teenagers at an Allman Brothers show. But their friendship and musical partnership didn't really kick off until decades later. What seems like an obvious match for the sons of Greg Allman and Dickie Betts took its time to be made. But after meeting up again at the concert that Devin organized to pay tribute to his late father, it clicked. In 2018, they reunited and toured the world on the same bill and began writing songs together. Soon, they enlisted another son of the Allman Brothers band, bassist Barry Oakley's son, Barry Jr., and also brought in organist John Ginty, slide guitarist Johnny Stachella, and percussionists John Lum and R. Scott Bryan to form the Almond Betts Band. Devin and Dwayne are our guests on this episode of Southern Songs and Stories. Almond Bet's second album is titled Bless Your Heart, and the band returned to Muscle Shoals with producer Matt Ross Spang, who was also at the helm at the famed studio in Alabama for their debut record, recorded last year. This is the first single from Bless Your Heart, Magnolia Road. Coming up, more music from the Almond Bet's band album Bless Your Heart, as well as my conversation with Devin Almond and Dwayne Betts. Southern Songs and Stories is produced in partnership with Grassroots Radio, WNCW, and Osiris Media at osirispod.com and is available wherever you get your podcasts and at wncw.org. One easy and helpful way to spread awareness of the artists featured here, their music, and the series is to subscribe to this podcast and give it a good rating and a comment on the platforms where you listen to your podcasts. This is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South, and the artists who make it. The Helping Friendly Podcast explores the music and fan experience of fish through interviews and deep dives on shows and tours. And Quick Hits, a review of every show of the tour the next day with someone who was there. We started HF Pod in 2013 to bring the fan voice into the discussion. We're six years in, and with the help of our guests, we're still discovering new angles of appreciation for the band we all love. Whether you're new to fish or you've been listening for years, we think you'll find something to enjoy on HF Pod. Search for the Helping Friendly Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, or find us on the web at hfpod.com. 
Because it's 2020, nothing is the same, and music is no exception. Podcasts like this one included. As we all find ourselves in the new reality that the coronavirus pandemic has thrown at us, the old mantra that the show must go on still holds true. And in our case, Southern Songs and Stories goes on in a new way with this episode. It's the first time that we have done a show with an interview from a video call. A side benefit with this is that we can also share the video of our conversation, which is worth watching just to see Devin changing his background images throughout the interview, so his Iron Maiden reference makes more sense there, for starters. The video is linked in our show notes. I began the conversation with a question about the title of their album, Bless Your Heart. Anyone from or familiar with the South will know that this expression can mean two very different things, and I asked what they meant by using that phrase. Here's Devin Allman. I think that it is it is a, a multifaceted, uh, you know, thing going on with that. You know, for us, I think it's it's tongue in cheek. It's it's a little fun. It's 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 southern based. Um, you know, it could mean, you know, hey, bless your heart for buying our record. Like it could be very sincere or it could be, oh, bless your heart that you have to listen to such, you know, uh crappy modern music here here's the real thing you know or we just thought the stones might have named a record that so it just sound it kind of rolled off the tongue there's a, a so many ways you could roll with it yeah yeah it has some it's a sassy little Nothing. title <laughs> uh, i'm really i'm really happy we named our record bless your heart i think it's a great title and it's uh it's fun and it's tongue in cheek and it's it and it can be like really sincere and and uh sentimental and it's so. all of the feels yeah <laughs> well talk about some of the music on this record and the first single magnolia road it stands out as not only that first single that you've put out into the world but it was also written by stall vaughn and he he's co-written a lot of songs with you on your first album and can you tell us more about magnolia road and how this song came about yeah, I mean, Magnolia Road was just a song that Stahl had written. Um, and Stahl is really good at kind of, uh, you know, writing songs uh, with certain people doing them, having them in mind when he writes them. And um, in, and not in an in a overdone kind of cheesy way either. Like he's he's really sincere. And he had this song and we've both, it was undeniable when we heard it. So we just kind of, uh, at first we were like, well, that's really good. And then he played it again and we, we knew we had to do it. So it, um, yeah, it was just a really cool, um, thing that he brought in that we knew we had to do. Another first on the album is the bassist's vocal debut on the doctor's daughter. Could you tell us about Barry Dwayne Oakley and how this song made it onto the record? We heard him playing it and we just thought that it was it was kind of a, uh, a a zone of music that we really hadn't gone and explored yet you know it, it was it was kind of little little beetles in there little wings you know a, a good, good portion of pink floyd in there kind of felt like and uh it was a cool space for us to kind of exist in and and, and he's a great singer <clears throat> and i think it made sense you know i think that the band is is starting to get older and it's it's cool to watch it flower out and see other guys do other things and um 
you know, who knows what's next. It's a, it's a great piece. He, yeah, he's, he's just, he's a lovely dude. He's a really, you know, a, a lot of people that maybe aren't familiar with Barry Oakley Jr., Barry Dwayne Oakley, um, you know, maybe, maybe a lot of people think he's just a bassist, but he's actually, you know, a guitarist and, and, you know, dude can play some drums and some piano and sing. I mean, he's, he's a monster. He's a well-rounded cat. So yeah, we're lucky to have him in the band and we're, we're, we're fortunate to, to see some of his, his stuff shine, you know? It's yeah. Cool. I mean, sometimes backstage the if there's a piano around, he'll sit on the piano and it's some of the, my most, it's some of the best entertainment I get on, on the road. I know there's a place in, uh, in Richmond called the national, I think. And, you know, listen, just listen to him play piano is, is really fun. You know, if there's a piano around, he has a really good sense of, um, you know, he kind of has that Beatles kind of, you know, a different area of musicality that, you know, maybe we don't, we hadn't gone into yet, you know,
Yeah, it can be easy to forget sometimes with a band like yours and all of your bandmates, the guys in your band, have enough star power and enough talent that they could typically lead their own outfit and do any number of things. Everybody could. I mean, um, I've never heard Lummy sing. So I don't know. I, I don't know if Lummy could pull it off, but he could probably really nail like a hip hop record. Uh, but Ooh. yeah, everybody, everybody's full blown, you know, kind of multi instrumentalist and, uh, you know, the ability to sing. And I mean, Statch makes his own songs, you know, Johnny Statchla, our Scott Bryan um, was a, a really important part of uh, Cheryl Crow's band when she was hitting it hard, you know, and, and in the charts. <clears throat> um and he's done his own record. So, yeah, I mean, John Genty as well, great producer, um, has, you know, done his own record. So everybody everybody brings it. Devin. It's a team, a strong team. Yeah, it keeps Dwayner and I on our toes. Like, <laughs> we, we better come with good material because yeah. they, they could just say, hey, no, what about that? And they, they haven't done that. They yeah. trust which we love. Devin, I wanted to ask you, in another interview, you talked about needing to be in a situation where the song is the boss. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, man. You know, I mean, I think we've all been there as artists. You know, you start out, um, I, you know, I was in a, in a couple bands where, I don't know, I think maybe some dudes were a little, you know, like my last name kind of overshadowed some things and they felt like they had to play more or be be more visible or be, you know, and, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, we, we got to play the tune, man. We can't be going nuts on the instrument. You know, it's play the song, not the instrument. Uh, when I first got in a band with Cyril Neville, um, the band was called Royal Southern Brotherhood. That's when that really galvanized for me that it's like, well, here's this cat who's like, I mean, this world-class, you know, rock and roll hall of fame cat, you know, who's a heavy, heavy, heavy hitter. And I got to play alongside him every night. Like I've got to just, I just got to be sincere and soulful and play the song, you know, and you know, you, you, you pick that up and you learn to slow things down. And I still learn every day, but I think that this band has a bunch of uh, cats that are very in tune to play the song, not the instrument. You know, you know when it's time to kind of lean in and do your thing. And when it's time to lean back and uh, and let another aspect of the song or the show shine, um, I feel really fortunate to be with with such uh, musically mature men is the best way to probably put it. That's great. Can you talk about this summer and this unusual summer you're having where you're basically not touring, but I do see you have some dates coming up. I wanted yeah. to ask you if you've been able to play anything out from this record uh, before now and what that not being able to really play much of it, I'm assuming in front of a live audience, how does that change your relationship with it? Uh, and uh, I know that so many bands are releasing albums and they're not really able to tour on it. So that's kind of an integral part to, I think your whole makeup. I, I It would seem that from my view, the Almond Betts band would be a band that lives off of playing live and having that interjected into the songs as they make it onto the record. You just had to remind us, didn't you? Yeah, it's different. It's different. But the good thing is, is that uh, everybody's in the same boat and it, 
it's across the board. Everybody is going through the same thing. So it's still really exciting to put a record out. And yeah, of course, we miss having that exchange with the audience night after night. You know, we're a touring band. We do a lot of shows. And um, so, yeah, we miss that. But we're still super excited to put this record out. And, you know, it's it still feels amazing. And you have to adapt, you know, it's not... It's not like we can't do anything. We just have to be, we have to adapt and do things a little differently, you know, and um, everybody, think, everyone does. So I think we're adapting. Okay. I, yeah, it's, it's tell you what, Joe, it's a, it's a, it's a one hand. I haven't had a summer off since 2004. I really started thinking about it. I was like, and I mean a whole summer, like, you know, June, July, August. So I'm really loving it in a way, you know, like there's, there's some like, wow. Okay. We get to just kind of be a human being, you know, because in any, any touring rock band will tell you that, you know, it's, it's your bread and butter. It's when you play festivals, it's, you know, it's, that's the time of year you have to tour, you know, but on the other hand, you know, missing that energy, you know, like Joanne was saying is it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to not, to not have that, I think we're trying to do the best we can. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're doing some streaming shows. We're doing some drive-in shows. You know, that's, that is certainly better than nothing. Uh, but, man, you know, I'm going to get really, really pissed off, as I'm sure a lot of people are, if we're in the same predicament next summer. You know? You know, and not to get into the whole politics of it, but it's, it's, start, it's starting to get, you know, and it should never have been about politics. It's, it's, it's a... It's a it's a medical thing, you know, it's a, it's a health related thing. Um, it's starting to get ridiculous, you know, and I'll, I want to go and, and, and see our people, you know, and go make music. Mm-hmm. Wanted to ask you about uh, musical tastes. It's always interesting to me to find out an artist or a band's musical taste outside of their main gig. And, and Dwayne, your time in Dawes got me thinking about this question. Uh, what are some of the things that you like or you might have done that uh, folks might be surprised to learn about? As far as like people I played with or? People you played with or just musical interests that you have that may people may think fall outside the spectrum of Almond Bets. Well, people might think things that, you know, I don't know what people think, but I mean, Devin and I are, are, you know, we grew up with MTV and, and, you I know. I think that we like things like. <laughs> <laughs> little Maiden. A little metal here and there. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, the twin guitars, you know, that's there. Yeah. You guys got uh, it. They've got I, it too. I mean, I, I have a deep respect for metal. I, I, I would say stuff like, um, like bands like Interpol, um, I like uh, MGMT a lot. I like the first record they did a lot. I think that's a ground. But I like like Tame Impala as far as stuff that's really current. I think they have some great stuff. I like, you know, I mean stuff like that. I mean Devin and I both like The Cure. We both, you know, had a a, a common love for metal. Uh, that was more in my early years, but I still have a deep respect for in fact i just put hit the lights on uh 
uh, you know, off of Kill 'Em All, Metallica's first record. I just put "Hit the Lights" on an Instagram story for Devin's birthday because I knew he'd get a kick out of it. Oh, I did. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, I mean, we both. I mean, we listen to a lot of stuff. I I do. You know, it's it's really funny because I th- I think that you know a lot of people that are familiar with us, you know, think that we must listen to nothing but Southern rock, you know, and that's really kind of, at least for me, I won't speak for Dwayne. I mean, and, and I love, I love Skinner and I love, you know, I have a, a lot of, a lot of love and respect for a lot of those acts, but um, man, I tell you what, I, I dig a lot of jazz. That's what I listen to when I'm at home. That's what I cook to. That's what I hang out and put on and wake up in the morning, put it on for the shower. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you really, yeah, when I say, yeah, we, I mean, we listen to a lot of jazz. I mean, like he's been listening to a lot of jazz. I've been listening to a lot of Bob Marley lately. I, a little bit of, I wasn't done yet, but I'm glad <clears throat> I listened to a lot of Bob Marley. <laughs> what were you going to say? Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> um, t- totally a lot of jazz. I listen to some metal. I listen to a lot of indie rock. I, you know. I think something to change it up from what you do, you know, is good. I think uh, I, I think the more that you put in the well that's different, then when you go to pull it back out and put it into your own thing, you've got maybe this little this little spice on it, you know, this little something different. You know, if you listen to only Skinner and only the Allman Brothers and only this and only that, you know, things things might get a bit derivative. So I I think having some flavor flave in the in the pot is good. And the the kind of music that you're playing draws from so many diverse elements just by itself. So that's 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 really a, a neat thing to witness. People pulling from jazz, people pulling from you know the whole southern rock thing. Uh, that's that's got so many elements in it. And I think increasingly, folks are not just uh, one size fits all with their you know just like one one sort of tone in what they listen to increasingly i would i would argue that uh, uh um, the coming generations the the latest generations especially have grown up like you say on mtv and now streaming just opens that whole box where you can listen to so many things and you you don't have to be locked into one format on a radio station like latin <laughs> like latin music uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're totally right on. And I, I think, uh, you know, I watch Dwayne's stories a lot on Instagram and, and notice some really different things. And I think that when we have these streaming platforms, you know, there's some downsides that we're not going to talk about. Uh, but the upside yeah. is, man, you can kind of go down this this rabbit hole of finding new stuff all in a matter of an hour and discover five new artists like that. And uh, there's some power to that. And I think that that's really cool. And I don't do that enough and I need to. Well, as we yeah. come towards the end of our time together uh, on Southern Songs and Stories, Dwayne Betts, yeah. Devin Allman, thanks so much for being here. I want to ask Thank the you. obvious question about the South. I usually get around to this in all of my interviews. And if you could reflect on any of the musical or cultural points that are reflected in your music that is Southern or specific to where you came from, and also maybe what you think about what people are going to pick up on about the South when they listen to Almond Betts. Maybe it has a coastal feel. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm done. That's my last background. 
He's doing the backgrounds. I don't know if this is if people can't see see him. Every time he does that, he changes his his Zoom background. Oh. So there's a palm tree now. Oh no, I think the I, I don't know. For me, I mean, you know, I uh, I think of my grandmother's house and the smell of collard greens and fried chicken and chickens and and uh, you know, I mean, we've been raised around a lot of good Southern folks, you know, in Macon, Georgia and, and people, there's a certain uh, hospitality and, and a certain spirit of people coming together that I think is indicative of, of the South that, you know, people are, are, uh, are kind in that way. And, you know, I think that that's something that we've grown up with and that we, we hold, we hold dear, you know, as Devin? Yeah, I, I think it finds its way into the music. I mean, I I grew up in South Texas and, you know, um, grandparents listened to country music. That definitely got in through the osmosis of, you know, uh, the radio and, and fell in love with some, uh, you know, uh, 70s rock and stuff. And, you know, I mean, it all kind of finds its way into the soup. Um, and I'm grateful that we, you know, that we grew up in the South. You know, and there, there's, there's a lot of bands out there that, you know, the Stones wish they were from the South, you know, like they got that thing. They love the South. You know, Clapton went through his Oklahoma phase, right, where he stole all the best cats in Oklahoma. And he wanted to make that really Southern sound and, you know, kind of Western Southern thing. And um, I think it finds its way in the mix, you know, and um, so many legendary artists from the South. So it's it's amazing to uh, be able to record at Muscle Shoals and and do something that's got that, that Southern flavor. And, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of full circle. Excellent. Devin Allman, Dwayne Betts, Allman Betts Band, their second album, Bless Your Heart. It's a winner. Thanks for being here Thank on you. Southern Thank Songs you. and Stories. Awesome. Loving it. Loving it. Love it. Later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed our time with the Almond Betts Band. This is Savannah's Dream, the mammoth instrumental from Bless Your Heart, wrapping up the show. If you haven't already done it, please tell someone you know about this series and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Bonus points if you give it a good rating and a review, which helps make Southern songs and stories and the artists it profiles more visible to more people just like you. The show is on Facebook under Southern Songs and Stories, on Twitter at South Scenes, and on Instagram at South Stories. Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio, WNCW, and Osiris Media, with all of the Osiris shows available at OsirisPod.com. You can also hear new episodes of this podcast on Bluegrass Planet Radio at BluegrassPlanetRadio.com. Thanks also to Sean Rubin at WNCW for engineering our interview session. Our theme songs are by Josh Ming. You can find out more about his work on his SoundCloud and Instagram. 
by searching for Joshua Ming, and that's spelled M-E-N-G. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it.